0: Grace, mercy and peace to you. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The kingdom of God has come near to you. For St. Luke, this is the message of his gospel, the kingdom of God coming near. For the Jewish community, God was near in the temple. He was the whole it was in the holy of holies, in the same way he was present in the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night, leading their forefathers out of Egypt. Luke's gospel begins and ends in the same place, in Jerusalem at the temple. It begins with the announcement of the coming birth of John the Baptist, who will be like the prophet Elijah and make ready for the Lord a people prepared, prepared to receive Jesus, his message of God's mercy and his work of salvation. John prepares the way for the kingdom of God that is coming near and is in fact there in the flesh. Luke's Gospel of Jesus ends in chapter 24, 52, and 53 after Jesus' ascension. It tells of what the apostles and the disciples did when Jesus had left, ascending into into the heavens. So it reads, "...and they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and were continually in the temple, blessing God. They were giving thanks to God for their salvation." This temple-to-temple theme is fitting because it is where God would have us be, in his house. In the first century, the temple would no longer be the place of worship. The apostles knew this after Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came upon them and opened their hearts to all Jesus had taught them. The church would move to gatherings of believers, some who, have, who had already been baptized into the faith, and others learning, be catechized before their baptism. It was in these gatherings where the holy scriptures from the Old Testament were preached in the light of the fulfillment of Jesus, the awaited Messiah, who having come had fulfilled his salvific work for mankind and returned to his Father in heaven. They were now awaiting his return. Our text for today concerning the sending of the 72, they could easily relate to. They were living and sharing that peace of Christ that was present in their teachers and in them as receivers of the message of salvation through faith in Christ. They lived through and in the moment that the kingdom of God had come near to have mercy, to give sight to the blind, heal the sick, and release the captives that were bound in sin and death Many of them had personally seen and heard him, Jesus, God in human flesh, and witnessed his suffering and death and seen him after the resurrection. They had the promise that he would be with them always as they had been baptized into him and as they were joined in the fellowship of his body and blood through the sacrament he had given and commanded in the Last Supper. There was the ever-present realization that the kingdom of God had, in fact, come near them and dwelt with them. He had sat at table and eaten with them. Sinners. God with them. As wonderful as that reality had been and still was, there would still be persecutions, crosses, even doubt. Saul's conversion, when he was struck blind and spoken to by the resurrected Christ, took place about 35 or 36 AD, and his name was changed to Paul. It had been he, Saul, A young man at the stoning of Stephen. Stephen was martyred due to his his faithful confession of Christ to those that would stop their ears versus hear the truth of Holy Scripture, he proclaimed. Those rushing to stone Stephen laid their garments at the feet of Saul before the stoning. And Scripture records that Saul approved of it. Here we are almost 2,000 years since the days of the early church and the time when our Lord walked the earth with us, mankind, whom he had created in his image. The church has grown to cover the whole earth, and the message of Christ is scattered in ways those in the early church and even Martin Luther's time could have scarcely imagined. Yet it is still true that the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. The urgency is still the same. In our text, the 72 went without provision. Carry no money bag or knapsack, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. There was an urgency to go and not waste time. It was customary to greet those you knew when moving about, asking how they were and exchanging news, much like you might run into a friend you had not seen in a while. The command was, don't do it. Go and share the good news you have been given whatever house you enter, first say, Peace be to this house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest upon him. And what were the 72 to do as they stayed in that house? They were to heal the sick and in it say to them, The kingdom of God has come near you. They were to show mercy that has come with the appearance of the Messiah. What would St. Luke say today, given modern life? How would his message change? No doubt he would use all the available resources to get the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins into the world. But the message that the kingdom of God has come near you would not change, nor would his teaching on how it comes near change. For that teaching is Jesus' teaching, and it cannot be changed. The kingdom of God comes near in fellowship around the gifts God gives in Christ Jesus. It comes as we gather around the font, the altar, and God's Word. The early church of St. Luke's time was one of worship, even daily worship. Jesus is coming back soon, next week or month, was probably their thought. Much like when Eve was given the promise of a man that would come and redeem them from their sin. Her firstborn was a man, the man, she thought, she was wrong, so wrong. Jesus, the man, was to come, yes, but it would be according to God's perfect timing, not that of man who he had created. Now nearly 2,000 years after Luke's time, the urgency has been maybe a little lost. We do not worship as if Jesus were possibly returning this Tuesday at 2 p.m. Don't take that as a prediction. The urgency is lost as we are wrapped up in the minutia of our daily lives, our work, politics, sports, leisure activities, finances, illness, our own sufferings, and that of those around us. Luke's message would not change. It has not changed. He still proclaims healing that the kingdom of God has come near us. The kingdom is near in God's word as it is rightly proclaimed, To strike those that are smug and self righteous, and to show mercy to those whose conscience is terrified by their sin. The world still does the work of John the Baptist, calling sinners to repentance, and still the only comfort and life giving cure for sinners is that word. We seek the kingdom of God. We seek the kingdom of God come near as we are baptized infants in their lives or changed for being lives ruled by death and the devil to lives eternally alive in Christ Jesus. Alive as he still is and always will be alive eternally. God comes near us in that sacrament. He also comes at that of his son's altar where we receive the very body and blood of Christ come down from heaven. On our lips, in our mouths, we eat and drink this gift. And the kingdom of God is so near, we touch it. He is with us as we gather, just as the first Christians did shortly after Jesus' ascension into heaven. And like them, we too eat his holy body and drink his holy blood, and we wait. Where else would you desire to be? Just as in Luke's time, there are those who do not have faith. The peace given by God in Christ Jesus is proclaimed, and they will not receive it and have it rest in or on them. It may seem like, the, like many around us will not accept this truth, that the kingdom of God has come near to you, but in faith we know it is true. Our lives are anchored by the promise of Christ that he is with us. God grant us faith of Luke, even though we may not see Jesus face to face on this earth, as Luke did. May our God and Father grant us faith through the power of his Holy Spirit to see him with eyes that are opened through the hearing of his word that Luke so beautifully has given us. May we by faith discern, give thanks, and honor him for having come to us in our baptism and his coming near each time we receive his sacrament of body and blood he gives to strengthen and preserve us. May we always, no matter what the devil may put before us, know that the kingdom of God has come near and remains with us until all eternity. In the name of Jesus, amen.